Welcome to another edition of In Context. This is a local podcast hosted by Stonebridge Church out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. My name is Keith. I'm a pastor here at Stonebridge Church, and I'm joined by... Brandon Levering. Who's also a pastor here at Stonebridge Church. Um, It's our goal with In Context to help people understand ideas in context. Most of those are going to come from... Um, scripture, uh, specifically some sermons that we will be preaching on Sundays and then visiting um, to be released uh, midweek uh, after the sermon. Uh, but many times we will also cover issues that we want to to talk about in context as well, because it's not just uh, Scripture that we need to view in context, it's uh, current events in yeah. context, things that bringing, people are arguing about. Yeah, bringing the, the Scriptures we're looking at to bear on those current events so that we can see them in the context of God's Word. Right, so we want to help you um, put everything in context, and so we want to make sure that Scripture is our guide in all things relating to faith and life, yeah. and uh, we believe that uh, Scripture is very clear about itself when it says that Scripture is able to make us ready for every good work, and to make us complete. So that's why we're doing this. We hope that it is a blessing to you, and uh, we would always welcome questions or comments or observations. You can uh, send those to um, uh, our email that we'll be posting with our uh, podcast information. Uh, But today we're actually going to talk about uh, what is a big topic, probably uh, hit a a peak a couple years ago. There were even some spoken word things. Mm -hmm. I think it was Jefferson Bethke. Um, had this massive spoken word on YouTube that was uh, religion versus relationship. That's right. And I'm sure many of you have heard that. Um, But as we've been going through uh, Galatians, one of the things that we hit on in Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 through 24, is Paul giving his religious pedigree. So we thought this would be a good time to discuss um, what's the difference between religion and uh, revelation. Now, not religion and relationship. We're going to talk about that. But what's the difference between religion and revelation? Yeah, so, because I think that really gets at the real question we need to be investigating. And that gets at what the big point Paul was making, too. His whole argument in that section of Galatians is that the gospel he preaches is not man's gospel. He didn't get it from any man. He received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And so... Um, and, and maybe the first question to think about is, what do most people even mean by the word religion? And why is that so attractive to some? Uh, why is that concept of religion off-putting to others? So what are we even talking about at just kind of a street-level religion? Well, I mean, most people, when they think of religion, think of some sort of uh, list of rules, right? I mean, that's what mm-hmm. people are thinking when they think of religion. Like, I have a list of rules, or this system has a list of rules, and then all of those religions kind of get lumped in to to one another as though they're all religion is its own category so if you if you believe in something that is supernatural yeah. that's sort of linked in with yeah. religion so kind of belief about god but especially whatever practices we do to kind of get to know god or get to god or or uh, and so on and and in terms of why it's so attractive i think there's lots of answers to that um, but one of the most basic answers is that everyone recognizes that there's something worthy of worship in this world. Like, um, I mean, you think of, of uh, Psalm 19, that the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, or, or even Acts 17, when Paul goes to Athens and he recognizes, you know, um, that uh, everybody was everybody there was so religious. You know, I... I, I, um, uh, I perceive that yeah, you I are very religious. I'm, my eyes aren't finding the verse <laughs> on the page, but... You know, he's surrounded by all of these idols. Everyone there recognized that something should be worshipped. 
Um, and it reminds me too of um, a time when my wife and I were in Japan for a summer. And we visited the Shinto shrine up in the mountains. And it was a shrine built to a river. Hmm. So the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the god or the kami that was being venerated there was this river. And so, and it, and it just kind of dawned on me that no one can escape that something must be worshipped. You can't oh, look yeah. around here. You can try and suppress it, which is what Paul talks about in Romans, Romans 1, 1. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but you know better. At the, you know, every, there's no such thing as an honest, honest atheist when it comes down to it in, in <laughs> right. terms of we have to suppress that now, that truth, that knowledge. Sure. Um, so, so it's an innate thing of, of being a creature in a created world. We recognize something must be worshipped, mm-hmm. But then so much of what religion is, us then trying to figure that out on our own right. or work our way up to whatever God we think might be there. I right. think that's a lot of kind of the secular concept of religion, at well, least. Well, there's transcendence. So, yeah. And this is what you were just hitting on. What we talked about last week a little bit in episode one was you can't get away from um, the reality that everybody worships something. Yeah. Everybody has some sort of worldview that ultimately relies on a concept of transcendence. And for the atheist, the transcendence is the universe. I mean, mm-hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson will go on and on about how stupid religion is, but he worships at the shrine of the cosmos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it's it's nuts. He wouldn't attribute it to a like a god, but he is. You know, it's like the universe in and of itself came to be, and so random chance is almost your god. So There's then everything some totalizing becomes, story right. that gives us sense and shape of everything else. Right. Yeah. And it's and that's that transcendence that you're trying to to reach out and touch that ultimately um hits on religion, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. like so the ancient cultures all if you talk about the big deal about mountains. Mm-hmm. And the idea was the reason that the Mayans built, you know, ziggurats and the Egyptians built pyramids is to get to the top of the mountain is where the gods lived. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm-hmm. Mount Olympus, Olympus with the Greeks. Yeah. Like so that's the place of transcendence. So you're always looking at something yeah. that's like it's it's almost inattainable and unreachable, and that must be where the holy things are. Yeah. So we have to make a way to get to there. Mm-hmm. It's a story of the Tower of Babel also, right? Yeah, yeah. And we have to figure out how to keep those gods off our back when they get angry and <laughs> things like that. And right. so much of paganism is oh, that sure. whole concept of... Uh, so much of, of religion from at least an anthropological sense, uh, just studying what different religions of different cultures have done, it is, uh, it's based on a sense of, of control. Like mm-hmm. if I can do these things, if I can figure out that, that the God I'm worshiping expects X, Y, and Z, and I can do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. well, now I know I'm, I'm safe and so on. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a big draw of religion for some is this sense of, well, I've checked the boxes. I, I'm, I'm safe. Which then becomes a crushing aspect of religion oh, sure. for those who aren't very good at checking the boxes and right. have been burned by religious experiences, whether Christian, non-Christian, whatever. Right. Um, religion can be a draw for some and it can be uh, a stench, a foul stench for others. Well, look at... <laughs> this is... This is even funnier. It's more ironic and it's sad at the same time. Is if you look at current culture, um, people are trying to scale the the pyramid or the ziggurat or the mountain mm-hmm. of the appeasement of the gods of of the cre- the creature, right? Yes. So what Paul says in Romans chapter one: worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. You still have to pay homage to the creature. Yes. So right now, paying homage to the creature is if you don't toe the line on the ideology that we have, we mm-hmm. will crucify you on our own little cross on our own hill. Yeah. 
And so then you have to... There's no atonement for that No, there's no atonement. (laughs) There's no atonement. But you're worshiping the... So when when the most powerful creatures, it's really kind of Nietzsche-ish in in its oddity is that like you, the most powerful creatures get to determine what Mm. worship you give, Mm -hmm. right? So the loudest Mm -hmm. voices get to say, here's a worship you give. And it is crushing because even if you attain it, you still don't attain it because you you can attain it, but not in the right way or not in the right tone. And then you're going to get canceled yeah, anyway. You so you see this at plan. any moment, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's the same concept. But so religion is really sort of it's unfair. I think it's unfair when we talk about religion to speak about it as a dirty word because it is literally ingrained in every person. Yes. Like we all we are religious creatures by design. Right. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Um, so then that you know if religion is innate to a certain extent, um, what then? What do we do with the frequent cri- criticism that Christianity is a relationship and not a religion? How how does that kind of help address some of the problems with our approach to religion, but how does it not maybe necessarily go quite far enough? I mean, it's true that there is relation relationship involved in it because so many so many religions are not relationship, right? Buddhism is just transcending all the the world. You know, life is suffering, tihi, and then. If you can get past that suffering, you rise above it, you transcend everything, and then you kind of become the God. You become mm-hmm. the God. Um, but the idea of relationship is is really at the heart of the gospel. It's that we deserve to be cut off from relationship with the God who created us, but because God is kind and long-suffering, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die and to restore relationship. The whole yeah. point of the gospel is to restore yeah. relationships. So in a very big way... That's true, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but that's it's like we talked about last week. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> a lot of for a lot of people, like relationship with Jesus is we're buds. Yeah, and my bud is cool with what I do mm-hmm. as long as I throw up some prayers, which is still religion. <laughs> yes, still it is. religion. It's like I hang I hang a relationship sign on religious mm-hmm. activity. But my religious activity is more fluffy. Yeah. It's like the, and I hate to name drop, but it's like the gin hat maker stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a Christ cloth on top of a bunch of like religious fluff. Yeah. Right. But yeah. it just looks relationship. It, yeah, oriented. absolutely. And, and, it, you know, underneath that is the, su- the subjectivism of basically, uh, a relationship as I kind of define relationship, mm-hmm. and God as I like to think of him, or we talked about last week, the, the moral therapeutic deism, kind of reinventing God in our own image. And so, um, you know, on the one hand, you've got this good corrective that, that uh, knowing Jesus is not going through the motions of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think of Isaiah 29, that's a legit critique these people worship me with their lips but their hearts are far from me so so going through the motions of religion is not christianity but neither is reducing uh relationship with christ to some sort of buddy bro system type thing (laughs) right or or redefining it in really kind of hijacking it with my own ambitions my own insecurities my own desires and, and letting that drive it in a very subjective way um, which then brings us, I think, to so why ha, why is it essential that Christianity must be a revealed religion or a revealed relationship? What is what? Why do we need to understand that Christianity is based on revelation? For one, you can't set the terms on your own relationship. Yes, right. And so, 
from okay so from a human perspective you work backwards from this and we talk about christianity and we do the it's a relationship not a religion thing that's laboring under the assumption that sinful human beings even know how to manage a relationship <laughs> because uh-huh. all of our relationships are still works based yes. like even you and i if we were to get cross at each other right now if we were to bring up some topic that we disagree on and get mm-hmm. cross at each other our relationship is going to suffer because as you say something that i disagree with in a certain way i'm still kind of holding that against mm-hmm. you so then you have to prove to me that you're on the that we can be on the same page or that yeah, you like can at least understand about conspiracy theories again. Right. Let's not do it. We'll do that. We'll get to that at some point. But, or even like you think of a marriage, like you, you are still operating because you're both sinful. You, the way that you operate under that relationship is if they slight you in any mm-hmm. way, you want to, you almost kind of make them pay it back. Mm-hmm. So the idea that we actually can set the terms on what that relationship with Jesus looks like or is defined by is silly because if if Jesus doesn't come through, you know, if we don't get what we want from Jesus, then the the quote unquote quality of the relationship disintegrates for a lot of people. Yeah, be like, well, I guess God doesn't care met. about me. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. that most of us don't even understand relationships. We can't define the, even that term as it applies to the interplay between us and God, and that's why. That's why we talk about you know religion and revelation mm-hmm. is because God sets the terms on the relationship. Yes. But yeah. again, when we make that subjective, mm-hmm. and I talk about Jesus as like, well, it's a relationship, not a religion. Do you understand? Like, are you setting the terms on that relationship mm-hmm. though? Mm-hmm. Do you tell Jesus, I'll come, I'll drop by your house, or I, you know, or even so, in a lot of cases, you know, if you would talk about religion and relationship, I'll throw up some prayers to your mom. And, <laughs> yeah, and your mom will come. Yeah, tell you what I need, and then yeah. we'll work it out. Yeah, but it's 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 silly to think that we have the ability to set the terms on that relationship because that relationship was yeah. not known to us unless God opened up that Absolutely. possibility. It, it's silly and it's insulting, right? Like imagine saying um, to your spouse, you know, uh, I like to think of my spouse as you know, <clears throat> six foot six and da 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 da, da you know, it's, <laughs> right. you're just making up some other features. Uh, how utterly insulting. I'm trying to pr- picture Carissa six foot six. That'd yeah, be crazy. She, she'd be dunking all over <laughs> me. Uh, but it, it's just insulting and silly, right? And, and so, but that's so often what we do with God. Rather right. than listening first right. and letting him tell us who he is as our creator, as our savior. Right. Um, we kind of come to him with our picture and our list of demands, and, mm-hmm. and that's not a real relationship. And and the fact that so not only does God, uh, not only do we need God to show us who He is, if He doesn't do that, we have no hope of actually knowing Him. I think that's the other side of sure. why Christianity must be a revealed faith um, is that. We're broken and sinful. We can't figure him out on our own. I think of right. Ephesians four, that um, you know we uh, we were formerly uh, futile in our minds, darkened mm. in our understanding, mm. alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. Mm-hmm. Like that is us right. in our sin. Right. We are not going to figure God out. We are not going to even understand scriptures correctly. Right. Apart from the Holy Spirit opening our eyes and Jesus revealing Himself to us from uh, from God, and so and and praise God that in His grace that's exactly what He's done. Sure, that's exactly what He's done. Which yeah. is then the other side too of 
uh, how insulting is it when someone has revealed themselves to you <laughs> that you go on insisting that they're, they're something different or something else? Like revelation right. is the foundation of the church. It's sure. the foundation of the Christian faith that this is not up to us. It is revealed from above. And that, again, that was Paul's whole argument of why they need to take him at his word, because he didn't make this stuff up. He didn't get it from tradition or any other person, but through revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, and part of the... So when people do the... um, When it became really, really popular to do the... Well, I'm not religious. I have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so... I know, I know that when people say that to them, it sounds like really enlightened, but it just, it sounds uninformed. Hmm. If you know the word, it sounds uninformed. Sure. And if you know Jesus, really, if you, I'm not saying those people aren't legitimately saved, because I do believe that many people are, they're just they've not turned off deep. By, they've been turned off by religious practices in the past often, sure. or what they felt was a hollow formality or an empty religion, right. I think is what they're often, in the best sense, that's what they're often rejecting is kind of an empty religion. Sure. But as you were kind of hinting at it, 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 it betrays the that there is something religious to Christianity. Like, religion's not right. a dirty word. It's in the Bible. No, Jesus <laughs> is not a rom-com. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, what, that's what a lot of people... That's the way yeah. a lot of people see it, like, because like, it's like the alternative to, like, if you were having a conversation with someone and you're like, oh... I'll, I'll give you an example, and this yeah. is going to light some people on fire. If somebody's like, um, oh, did you watch Game of Thrones? And you're like, um, I mean, that's pretty rough, I think, right? I, I've chosen not to. People were like, well, I'm not religious. So I have a relationship with Jesus. So I have the freedom to do that. I'm like, I guess, but I mean, like. I, I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> but but you yeah. could get in a conversation of like, okay, but do you think that there are still standards? Yeah. The that whole I'm not religious religious statement has mm-hmm. usually been used to sort of like as a shield against yeah. well well what do you think about moral issues well, like I'm not religious I have a relationship with Jesus but if you this get escape clause right to kind of and again Paul's going to get there in <clears throat> chapter five where we use our freedom in Christ as an excuse to sin right rather than to love God and to love our neighbor or to yeah. think that Jesus never ever talked about. I mean, the woman at the well, I mean, we use that one all the time, right? Like, oh, Jesus was so loving and he kind. Yeah, but he was also calling her out for being like a man, a man hopper. Yeah. (laughs) Go get your husband, right? That's not, he could have been like, hey, you've been married. He's like sort of, you know, hey, go get your husband. Because he knew. He knew. But then they were having a conversation. She's trying to divert by talking about religion. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I know what's going on. So there's a standard of behavior that still is, is, um, predicated on a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like, Absolutely. if you actually have a relationship... It's not the basis of that relationship, right, but right. it is the proper response. It's the fruit it's the of the outworking spirit. of it. It's the right, outworking. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it is, you know, you think of Titus 2, where the grace of God has been revealed. Uh, it's a grace that saves us, but it also teaches us to say no to ungodliness sure. and, and worldly passions and so on. And and James and so, James says that there's a internal and an external component, yeah. right? Because he's like, hey, this type of religion is worthless, mm-hmm. but this type of religion is pure and undefiled. He doesn't even change the word. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't say this religion is worthless. This relationship is pure and undefiled. He's pure, pure, 
religion is this. And there's an internal to keep yourself unstained from the world, Mm -hmm. but then there's the external to take care of orphans and widows. So both of those things go together. It's not a works-based thing. It's a heart-based thing that results in works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obedience and and legalism are not the same thing. And we Mm -hmm. so often are so afraid of legalism, which I think we're going to talk about more next week. Right. Uh, We're so afraid of legalism that we kind of pull back from obedience Mm -hmm. and in the name of relationship begin to kind of loosen our grip and excuse different things. And when, you know, the reality is in, and and that's what I think revelation is what gives shape and significance to both religion and relationship. Right. So the relationship that I have with God is defined by his revelation. I'm approaching him on his terms Mm -hmm. through his son Mm -hmm. And therefore, my uh, service and worship of him, which is kind of what the religious category captures, Mm -hmm. is then driven by his word for his glory, not as a way of appeasing him, but as a way of loving and serving him, because he's worthy of that. And and that religion, one of the reasons I, I don't love the phrase relationship, not religion, is because there's a lot of things people categorize as religion, like gathered worship, yeah. communion, right. uh, serving uh, the less fortunate, that that we then think we can just dispense with, even though they're biblically commanded things. Right. Like, there's a religious aspect to the church, or an institutional, if you want to call it that. There's the organic, the relational side, but there's also an institutional side. Right. And that is revealed from God in Jesus. And yeah. so um, revelation I, is what grounds those things. I grew up in areas and worked, you know, at a church in an area where you would hear people in the community basically be like, well, I can worship God in a duck blind. <laughs> <laughs> I can worship God on the lake. Like, well, I'm, I'd, I'd hesitate to say that he's accepting that if you're, intentionally missing gathered yeah, <laughs> gathered if, worship. If that is in uh, exchange for right. what he calls us to do. Right. Um, so that's good. Yeah. So maybe maybe one last question to if if revelation is so essential, if it is the groundwork for our faith, the fact that this stuff doesn't come from us, it comes from God, where do we find that revelation? Yeah. That that becomes essential in in terms of what do I point to and anchor myself in. So that's a big one. It is a big. It's one. It's a big one because it's a multi part one. It is. There's the there's the uh, this is the theological, uh, the general re- revelation, special revelation. General revelation is the idea that um, anyone any I mean, it's, it's the Romans one concept where you look around if you look up at the sky at night and you don't know that there's a God you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's a that's a miswiring in your brain. That's mm-hmm. the the effects of sin to look at what has been created and not immediately infer that something has created yeah. this. Yeah. You know um Psalm well, I, nineteen's I, another yeah, good text right. on that. Yeah. A, a teenager a teenager and I um the other day were having this conversation about uh the question he he fishes a lot and the question do fish sleep when do fish sleep came up and i it i it's like a half an hour conversation of just like trying to figure out well wait what do they do so how do they do they can't gotta keep swimming because they'll drown if they're not swimming because the water goes through the but once you start digging into that you're like man it's so insane how specific everything has to be mm-hmm. for even the these creatures to survive the idea that that just happened 
yeah. randomly over time is just preposterous. Yeah. So general revelation is the idea that because of the things that God has made, you look around and God has revealed himself to us. He's not hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not trying to stay away from us and play a trick on us. Mm-hmm. He is saying all over the place, He's I'm left here. a witness. Right. Everywhere you look is evidence that of God's beauty and glory and grandeur. Right. And, 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 and yet we call that general revelation because you can learn things about God generally, mm-hmm. but not necessarily specifically. So which right. God is it? Right. How, what does he expect of us? How do we come to know him? So then there's the second category of special revelation. Sure. Um, so which, you know, and, and through the story of God's people, there are times where God would, you know, point a prophet or speak to Moses or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but as that's been handed down, ultimately, you kind of, you know, Scripture being the location of God's special revelation, that He has given us His Word, it's not just a record of what a bunch of dead religious people once upon a time believed and experienced. Right. It is the living, breathing, abiding right. Word of God. It is inspired. Uh, Paul talks about that in 2 Timothy 3. Mm-hmm. All Scripture is breathed out by God. Um and, uh, and so Scripture ultimately is the foundation of our revelation. Right. Now, Jesus Christ is that full revelation as, as well. Right. John 1 talks about that. Hebrews mm-hmm. 1 talks about that. Um, but Jesus has revealed himself to us through the witness of his apostles, which they have recorded for us in Scripture. And right. so Old Testament, New Testament, that is the revelation of God. That is the foundation of Christianity um, that we believe that while God used humans to record these words, His Spirit worked in them so that they wrote exactly what He wanted them to write right. in order to reveal Himself, not just to that generation, but to all generations of His people. Yeah. So One of these days, maybe we can get into the in-depth of uh, special revelation so we can help people understand that it wasn't like uh, this possession where their yeah, eyes like, roll in the back of their head. They and just pick up a pencil. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Wow, no. I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> if you read John, you'll know that that's not how it went. Or Paul. <laughs> or Paul, right? Or so, Peter, or anybody. Anybody, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's great. our foundation. And so that becomes the test, you know, and I think, I think of Acts uh, 17. Is it? No. Yeah, Acts 17, 11, before Paul gets to Athens when he's... Mm. Um, uh, leaving Thessalonica, and he talks about how noble um, the church of Berea was versus mm-hmm. Thessalonica mm-hmm. because they received his word with mm-hmm. eagerness and then examined the scriptures to see if what he said was true. Right. Scripture was the functional authority, and that is still true to this day. So when we talk about um, revelation, when we talk about religion or relationship, our the source and standard of that is the Word of God, right. is the Scriptures. So. Right. It's good. So to sum up for everybody listening, um, the religion that is pleasing to God is based solely on God's own revelation of Himself through His Word, specifically through His Son. And when we trust in Christ alone and receive that revelation, then that religion does become part of our life because we start to honor God in the way that God has deemed that we should yeah. honor Him. So religion... Not a bad thing as long as it's in context. Relationship, not a bad thing as long as it's in context. Both of those two things go together to honor Christ uh, in the way that he has said he would like to be honored. So, yeah, that's where we'll leave that today. Uh, So until next time, uh, we will see you soon. Bye.